Today is Thursday, February 1st, 2024, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. All right, today, oh Lord, um, <laughs> it's a shortened podcast. It's like 45 minutes because the first like hour and a half was utter garbage. Everyone had an awful microphone. It was so bad. Um, anyway, so I'm not even going to subject you fine people to that. So I just like clipped out like an hour of this. Um, so anyways, you have the time where people have decent microphones, kind of. Anyway, so uh, you get to hear uh, the return of the mole. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so we, we talked to Mole, an atheist, um, about some of the Christian ongoings recently. He's curious um, and a little antagonistic, you'll see. And then we get on to more um, conversations about, what did we talk about? Uh, you know, about the claims in the Bible and just trying to, like, open a door and a window and make it extremely bright and shiny and easy for him to understand our point with gentleness and respect, um, as the Bible instructs. But it is really difficult. Anyway, so it's like you can read a horse to water. Read a horse to water? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Um, sometimes you may want to beat that horse. Uh, but don't. Don't beat horses. Don't don't beat seals or animals or anything like that. Um Anyway, so, yeah, it's a good discussion, though. I mean, I think for people who sincerely want to know the answers to some of these conversations and questions, it will be immediately apparent and evident. Um, for people like Mole, unfortunately, um, it may not be so easy to see. Um, anyway, then Gavin, uh, our friend from New Zealand, uh, living in tomorrow already, uh, talks to Michael, who apparently he has a pretty good history with, and they spat back and forth. So, you know, grab your popcorn and 3D glasses. Anyway, check out the Ask a Christian store if you like. Grab some merchandise, support this podcast where we try to have civil discussions with people who do not always want to be so civil. So, um, yeah, catch you later. What's up, Mo? How you doing? Oh, I'm driving home from the airport. I just dropped my wife off. She's going to Florida. To Florida? So look out. What for? Vacation? No, well, she's got a thing with my daughter out there. So. It's going to be trouble in Mulville Mul this weekend. <laughs> All right, if you don't have anything to talk about, then we are truly doomed. Well, yeah, sorry, I'm just concentrating on the room. Have they, did they ever figure out uh, if Jesus rose from the dead yet or not? Uh, yes, Most he did. Most people were researching. Oh, they did. All right. True story. True story. Well, it is a story, isn't it? Well, and I guess this is the story of my life, but it's, it's still happening. I'm aware of every painstaking minute. I feel it. <laughs> hey, Steph, hey, hey, Steph, ask Steph why uh, why she kicked me from the room the other day. I was trying to ask her a question. Steph, why'd you kick him from the room the other day? It was a room called Tired. I don't understand what that. I think it was. I think it was like an inside baseball. Like Jesse was in there, and all the other characters, you know, the cast of characters that they're arguing about what the. But the real way to get saved is or something, maybe. They didn't want me to hear it. She said she didn't kick you. Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, my God, Steph. Call her a lying woman. I did not. I did not kick you. You said I asked someone else to. What is Paul doing in here? I said out loud, someone kick him. And someone did. I was driving. I didn't kick you. (laughs) I was wanted to hear what was going on. I like to hear the. Uh, you don't have to listen. Yeah, what's your question? Yeah, well, what'd you guys kick me for? Because you're not too well, small. That wasn't I, the right room for moles. I just Why? want to know the question. Well, I think they were talking. Let me. I don't even know. I just got in there like a few minutes before I got kicked. And I think it was something about like you guys didn't know. Like, is it because you don't know exactly what it takes to be saved or something? Yeah, Mole. We didn't understand the, the gospel. See, you you didn't. Well, no, you, you were, were arguing though about it. You right? were ready to to pipe in, two, but there's two sides, right? 
Is that right? You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, let's just take our, let's just take our time. You're, you're safe now. Steph can't hurt you here. Let's just take our time and each, each ask yeah. and answer. All right. Well, yeah, maybe. Well, explain the situation, Steph, because I might not know exactly what the proper, you know, what the argument's about. Um, it was a, it was a room that Jesse was helping me run to try to build a bridge between the people who've been arguing on this app. It was not the right place for Mole to be like, but uh, I read that there were different genealogies in Mark and Luke, and that means that the whole thing can't possibly be correct, dummies. Wait, wait, quick question. Was a bridge built? What was the, br- what? what's the, what was the Was a bridge built between the argument? Um, I, Jesse, I think we did a good job starting it. Agreement though. Jesse's baby almost drowned, though. So. That's not good. Nah, that's what they do. Jesse was giving the baby a bath, and then she rolled out of the little bath thing and went face down in the water. Yeah, and then pay, they grabbed her. Pay She's... attention. Pay attention to your children. He was. But she wasn't. Was she was the first time she ever did it. I was literally watching my baby as it happened. Like I'm looking at her and she rolls out the seat. You guys don't remember that? The first time they roll over in the bath and your heart literally stops. You're like, oh, my God. All three of mine have done that. All my kids took showers. As babies? (laughs) Yes. They stood up and washed themselves. (laughs) Until they walked on water and flew in the air (laughs) and flew out the window and And terrorized the neighborhood. I gave them ice baths. Oh, wait. They're little moles. They burrowed underground. They all have... But here's the important outcome of um, Jesse and his baby's event yesterday. Jesse jumped in and saved her. Like a good father. So I'm, I'm in a bad part of uh, the driver's house there, but so I don't think I have a bad connection. But I'm still trying to understand what is the what was the um, disagreement amongst y'all. All right, so we have Calvinists and vehement anti-Calvinists on the app, and the war has been raging for a couple of months. So some people reached across the aisle on either side and started to have the discussion in a balanced manner. That's what you walked into. Well, yeah, and I think I could have helped bridge the gap. No, that's why you were By uniting them against you? <laughs> yeah, that actually that could have I, I, I'm so pissed right now because I just took, I just missed my turn. Paul so. would not have been able to contribute at all. I would have bridged the gap. I'd pray for guidance about that turn. Yeah, because I think one of the things you guys are, you fight about, right, is like, uh, what does it take to be saved? Uh, no, that's what we agree on. Oh, it's the again. it's the it's the was... mechanism. It's the mechanics. It's the how. Everyone agrees, which is infuriating for me, because like every both sides agree with um how to be how to be saved, but it's like, but how were they actually saved? Like the mechanics, like you know, pray to Jesus, ask for him to forgive you and make you born again and give you eternal life. Everyone's like, yes, 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 and they're like, well, how does that happen? It's like, did did you just get the idea to do it yourself, or did God have to make you do it? And could you refuse? And then after everyone's like, yes, everyone's saved. We're all saved. Then everyone wants to like burn each other at the stake. So it's infuriating because like, you're, you're arguing backwards. You're arguing reverse. Like you all agree with the conclusion that you're saved. Now just stop it. Stop it. Wait, but you don't not you don't think everybody's saved though. No, Wait. everyone in that discussion. Everyone on that side on those sides of the discussion. How do they know they're saved? Is what I want to know. No, no. They, they I'm saying like within the two factions. The people yeah. arguing have a consensus that each of those people in that discussion are saved. What, whether or not, like you know, they truly are, or whatever, like that—that's a whole different discussion. As far as the people warring against each other, they're all in agreement. Yes, you're saved. I'm saved. You're saved because we believe this and confess this. I mean, if they're secretly lying or like you know deceiving themselves or other people, that's a whole other bag of worms. But so they haven't even made it that far. Some of them, some of them don't think that we're saved. Well, yeah, apparently, apparently recently, now that's that's coming out where, like, you know, some don't think the others are or whatever. But traditionally, both sides will agree that the others are saved and then fight about everything else. Uh, what, Mo, you were saying something. 
Yeah, where does the whole part about? Um, sorry, I get distracted because it smells like Anna in this town of mine. Um, where does the whole thing about who's elected? Where's you the whole thing about who's fight elected? About elections? Yeah, because the elect only the elector are actually saved, right? Well, you can inter- I mean, you can interchange elect for for saved or cool with Jesus or however you want to say it, but like you know, eternal life. Like so, yeah, they would say elect are, are those people, but you know, it'd be like, well, I'm elect, even though I'm not a Calvinist, because I know they mean like you know, given eternal life. So I'm like, yes, I've been given eternal life. Like, why do you think that? And I'm like, oh, because you know, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus by faith alone through Him, yada yada. They're like, oh, okay, I guess you're one of His elect. So I mean, ultimately, like the quote elect are going to be the people hanging out with Jesus for eternity. So, like, however they arrive there and whoever gets there, that's who the elect are. So, oh, you could be an elect right now. Um, you just don't know it because you're, uh, what, a professing atheist or, or something. But, you know, you could be an elect, but no one would know that because, you know, you are you don't subscribe to being a Christ follower. But 10 years from now, if you're like, hey, I've had a change of heart and, you know, I, I, I believe Jesus now. And, you know, you confess he's Lord and all this stuff. Then we'll be like, oh. I guess you were always an elect. It was just now, like, everyone around you knows it. Right. So basically, anyone who will ever be a Christian, like, legitimately a Christian, those people are elect, and they have always been elect. But no one knows it. Huh? The ones that were Christians, but then they became, they, when it, you know, when they fall away... Well, I mean, if they were, if they were truly elect, then they won't fall away. If they do fall away, they'll say, "Well, you are not truly elect." Hey, it's like a paradox we were talking about. So, like, if you find a Christian who remains a Christian, congratulations, you're elect. If you find a Christian who falls away, um, well, they were never elect. If there's a Christian who you know seemingly falls away because you know there's like a travesty or tragedy or something, and they blame God and they're mad at God and they say they're falling away, but they they don't stay there. They eventually come back. Well, then they never really truly fell away. They were always an elect. They just spent some time in the wilderness being mad at God, throwing a fit. So not everybody is going to be elect. Yeah, basically no one's going to know it until you – like no one's going to know in finality until you end up in heaven. But, you know, Jesus says, you know, by your fruits you know them and stuff. So we have some indicators. Um, But, I mean, you know, someone can totally be like deceiving and be like, oh, look at all these fruits the Bible talks about. I'm doing all of them. And they can have people eating out of the palm of their hands. So they could totally go on a deceiving mission. Um, but, I mean, that's the best evidence we have. Like, you know, if you say Jesus is Lord, and it seems like you're sincere, and you have these fruits of the Spirit the Bible talks about, then for all intents and purposes, we'll consider you a brother or sister in Christ. Because um, that's what we have to go on. But, you know, the, the Bible talks about being, you know, innocent as doves, yet wise as serpents. So, you know, use some discernment. Yep. Um, I think there's... Yep. It's going to be hard to keep up that sort of charade for a really long time without people like kind of like you know danger sensing, <laughs> like like something about them. Like I don't know. Like they there's something about them that they say all the right things, they do all the right things. I wonder about that. It's essentially a predestination concept. Sure. Yeah. So God, you're saying that God predetermines who's going to be. A- that, see, that's the that's the thing that I I find kind of odd that he he like he creates some people knowing that they're not going to be elect, right? And herein lies the argument. I would. Well, that's, yeah, that's the that's the debate. That is the, the debate from from the ground up, isn't it? So I happen to be of the. Not a hundred percent convinced, but I—it's my working theory that you know. I mean, God knows everything from the from everything at the beginning from the end, or from the end everything at the end from the beginning. Like He knows everything. But even though He goes ahead and materializes, you know, uh, little baby moles, and they they turn into real real people and grow into like adults and stuff like that, um, that doesn't mean He created them just for destruction. Like I believe this has all been like played out. So it's not like you know He He created you and knowing you were going to go to hell um, or whatever, I believe that he's always known that before you created. So there's no, there's no way to see you. If he already knows, why just put it? it, Do you see how that just seems kind of illogical? What, what's the point then? Just make put everybody where they're supposed to go. 
Well, right, but this is well, okay. Well, that's like the movie Click. Like I can answer this. I was going to turn you over to a Jesse level of answer, but I mean that's like the movie. Like, is it Click with Adam Sandler? Right, how he like knows what he wants in the in the end. Like he wants his kids to, like grow up and go to college and be happy and successful and all this. He wants his marriage to like you know get to retirement and all this to like hang out with his wife. So he wants the end, and he has a good idea of that's what's going to happen in the end. But then he gets that remote. Remember that movie? That was a good movie. I don't, Anyways, I don't he, know the movie. Okay, so anyways, he gets this remote that like has like magic powers of like universe like temporal displacement, and it basically he can hit fast forward. So like uh, where his wife's like griping at him, he like mutes the conversation. So it's like everything still plays out, but he it's like mutes her, so he didn't have to deal with her like griping at him. And then like his kids are like you know like hey dad, hey dad, let's do this, let's do this, and they're like nagging at him and bugging him. So he fast forwards. So by the time the movie's done, he's like fast forward like his entire life. And he's like this old, sad, like elderly guy. He's like, wow, what have I done? So although it's a fictional movie with a bunch of humans, um, you can quickly see how maybe God wouldn't just be like, well, if I already know the end, let's just zap to the end. Because then the end is the beginning. And it's like, well, you just like zap existence out because we're done. Or that end is now the new beginning. So now we have to start a new beginning and go from there. So unless you're going to just like do like, like eon leaps through time or extinguish the universe then let some stuff play out. Well, this would be an infinitely t- infinitely small uh, period of time. Sure. Right. So why? It, there, there's no point of it. You already know well, what's going to happen. Well, it's like reading a book you've read before. I, I know exactly what's going to happen. I still read the book like tons of times. Well, why do you do it? Entertainment, amusement, to learn something new. Because you want something, right? You want the entertainment. I'm also not God. God. Want, or, God doesn't want anything. He doesn't need anything. Well, well now, who are you to point, say what God wants? Yeah, the God other point to remember... Go ahead, Gep. Yeah, that's, that's good. The The other point to remember is, though... Sorry. Yeah, it's late here. It's Friday morning. The other point to remember is God has exhaustive foreknowledge, but his foreknowledge doesn't automatically mean... Um, that uh, his foreknowledge necessitates uh, the event to happen. And a good example of that is when um, King David and his 600 men who were fleeing from poor Saul's army, and they hold up at the town of Kyla. And God asked, God asked David, I have heard that Saul will come down and surround the town, besiege it, and starve the town and my men out to death. Will this happen? And God said, yes, it will happen. And then God said, may I ask again, my Lord, will the men and townsfolk of Kela throw us men, throw, my, throw me and my 600 men out to Paul? And God said, yes, they will. So God could t- t- see two things happening tomorrow in the future with his forethought. Yeah. That's so, God, so David gave the order to everybody, right, we're getting out of Dodge right now, and they up sticks and they left. So God saw two events happening in the future who, that never happened. Who's he talking to in that story? Who's God talking to? David's talking to God. Who's writing down that David talked? Sorry, who's writing the? Who wrote it? Who wrote down that conversation? I'm curious. <laughs> it's uh, in First Samuel. Yeah. Who, so, no, who wrote that though? Who wrote who the wrote book of Samuel about it? Yeah, I want Who who wrote the story that that you know is describing this conversation between one man and a, an invisible person? One man and an, and an invisible person. And, then, and God, God. Yeah, one man and God. Who wrote down the story of, you know, who's, you, have, you have this conversation you just described. Who wrote down the conversation? Yeah. Was so if David? you know who wrote the conversation, will this help you in, in your decision? No, I'm just curious. It just, it just, it just seems so ridiculous. Say you don't know and you don't care. Or could you just Google who wrote, it down? who wrote who wrote the book of First Samuel? You don't know. 
I don't think we know don't who know, wrote. Don't care. Like, there's like there's like Samuel Kings. Like I don't think we know who wrote it, but that doesn't matter on multiple levels. Does so, it, I mean, if you doesn't doesn't matter to you at all. Doesn't make you question anything. Well, I said I said on multiple levels. Well, one thing that it it I think uh, adds solidity to is if you you know it, it goes to um you know other books like you know we believe Moses wrote, and it carries the same sort of narrative like you know God and the prophets. So I mean you know. <clears throat> Even though we don't know directly who maybe wrote Samuel or First Kings or something like that, um, it follows the same the same sort of progression that the authors who we do know wrote. So it's like, well, what's the problem? Like the story continues and it continues in a way that you would think it, this person knows what's going on. Like they have yeah. previous knowledge from you know generations past, and it carries the same line to generations forward. So where we do know the authors. So if there's like a gap in some of the authors, like the book of Job, like, does that mean you can't garner wisdom from it? Like it's still claiming the same God. Um, and it's same, still the same consistent message. Yeah. Do you, um, do you from, see my point? What I'm trying to ask though is how do you know that this happened? Nate? And it's not right, just a story I, I, that someone said. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Thank you. I wasn't sure how you Mo, knew. Mo, I get it. Like what you're saying is, is like, Mo, what you're I saying is supposed, to, is supposed to Oh my I get why Steph asked you to be dropped. Like what I'm saying is just um it's like you expect us to have this awe inspired moment, like, oh, if we don't know who wrote it, they could be making a story up and we're believing yeah. a bunch of nonsense. But it's not right. awe inspiring. Like because we we get that, like before you have your gotcha like but you know, your like oh, eye opening moment, we're already past that. We're like Yes, that's a possibility, but we dispute that because these reasons. So it's like you're still stuck waiting us to re- for so waiting for us reasons? to be like, hang on, wh- I just told you. You're waiting for us to be like, oh, we could have been reading a lie. Well, I just yeah. laid out like, yeah, we get that. That's a pause. It's a plausibility, but we don't think so because it follows the same style and consistency of God and the prophets of people who we do know t- uh, who people who we do know the authors are who wrote books before Samuel and people who we do know the authorship of after Samuel. And it's, and what Samuel says is still consistent in the way, just like these are witnesses and generations uh, from the beginning and to the end, uh, you know, on the book ending before and after the Samuel. Characters and are, the characters are acting similar is what you're saying. No, not the characters, the authors, is, even though the unknown author, they're still acting as the previous and post authors did. So, that's more credibility. So you can say, well, even the books that we, we believe Moses wrote and we know the authors, even they could have been lying to us. Sure. Like we don't need an eye opening moment. That's a plausibility. The whole book could be a lie. Um, and we don't think that because, you know, take the few reasons I gave for Samuel yeah. and then add like a hundred more reasons for the entire Bible. So it follows a very consistent pattern with like purportedly thousands and even millions of people of citizens of witnesses who would have been familiar with these tales and these stories. And the fact that the entire Bible doesn't have one disputing account to say, these are all lies where it said the ground opened up and swallowed a hundred thousand people for melting, uh, you know, for offering sacrifices to demon gods that didn't happen. It's all a lie to scare children to make them follow this fake religion. There's not one account that disputes any of the biblical stories. It could be wrong. Sure. There's a plausibility, of course, but the evidence is against you. The evidence says, just like well, okay, I'll finish. Hang on. So evidence yeah. and logic would say that the fact that not one disputing account survives, it's like an Illuminati scale through thousands of years that they've like kept all dissenting accounts and like crushed it, which would be really hard to do. We can't even do that now with technological advances, keeping free speech off the internet. They try, but they're not succeeding. Um, and we agree on that, Mo. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that's what I would say. Or there's a lot of witnesses who all are just towing the line or this stuff actually happened. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, I, I don't really understand that line of thinking, but... Um, so I'll just watch the I replay just, a few times. Yeah, I will. Um, you will not. So, Oh, I, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> so you, I have it on DVR. So you'll have... Um, you, ha- you, you would admit that it's possible that the resurrection story didn't happen. Sure. Oh, come all, on. It's all plausible. Come on. But yeah, okay, it's so plausible, right? But but there's two things I want to say. One, it's like history, you, right? History is is because you you say it's like sorry. I'll I'll land this in a second. You you want to say like 
these are these are accounts, historical accounts, just like any other historical account. Uh, it's most likely that this happened because you know we have these witnesses, yada yada yada, and just like history, it's just like history. But just like history, it you know it's prone to revision, right? We could find out tomorrow that something was different than what we thought it was. Yeah, history, no, right? I think you're talking about the scientific method. I think you're well, hang on, hang on, well, like wait, 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 hang on. There's one, there's one thing, Mole's, uh, Mole, there's one thing you're completely discounting. So I'll, I'll concede, sure, it's possible none of this happened. The things that um, the things that stand against that, though, probable. First, or, I should say, not plausible, because it's more probable. Hold on there, Moly Moly. You, you, it should be inverse for you. You should say it's possible it didn't exist, but it's more probable it did. So well, before we even what, hey, oh, hang on, like, hang on, hang on, don't don't make me be Steph. So first of all, you're discounting the whole metaphysical claims of the Bible, right? Ones that I would personally attest to and be like, yes, in my own life, I claim I have experienced, you know, this personal, very metaphysical, spiritual awareness, right? When I do what the Bible says, I pray, talk to this God, to this Jesus. There is this very real spiritual thing that I am acutely aware of now. So in my personal life and testimony, that is incredibly convincing for me. And that's something that you deny the existence of because you're like, well, I haven't seen it. Uh, and science certainly ain't going to well, speak I'm, to I'm it. Well, I'm denying it so, for me. I, I believe it, what you're saying is true for you, sure. Okay, so, and so that's, that's, the, that's one of the biggest reasons right there is my personal experience. Like I've done what the Bible said and found it true. Um, as far as the other stuff, though, it's like the account of Jesus. You know, reportedly, uh, you know, hundreds of people saw these events. You know, the crucifixion, the resurrection, all the dead people coming out of their graves. Um, you know, Jesus, after he rose from the dead while he was walking around, and they saw him ascend up into heaven. So, again, these stories were written back then when these people were in, still alive, like first generation. So the fact that not one disputing Wait, account— which stories? Like the, which story? Wait, which stories? Well, uh, the resurrection. We're talk, you mentioned the resurrections. Did Jesus raise from the dead? So we're talking about the resurrection accounts and the events surrounding it. So these were written within the, that generation. So the people alive well, during the maybe, maybe not. Dur hang on, go Bartarman. Give me a minute before you go Bartarman. So, um, the people who would have seen these purported events—Jesus' crucifixion, his resurrection, his ascension—they um, would have been alive. So, if there was, I don't think they would have. I don't think they would have made. Okay, well, yeah, they were. Let me arrive. finish this point, point before you poop on it. And then, yeah, Gavin, sorry, I keep cutting you off. I'll, I'll let you in here in a minute. But the reason they would have been alive, and I'm not saying the Gospels were dated late, is because there's no mention in, uh, in 70 AD of Nero. If, like, Nero sacking Jerusalem would have been, like, the biggest event in, like, two centuries in that area. One of the biggest. So the fact that none of the Gospels um, or epistles or anything have anything to say about Nero and Jerusalem, like, the biggest event around um, uh, as far as destruction, um, that would have certainly been mentioned somewhere in the New Testament if those Gospels or Epistles were written later. And the fact that none of them mention a thing make me believe they had to be written before that. Therefore, if the no Therefore, if they were written thing. before 78, because they're not zombies, so if they were written beforehand, um, those people would have been alive, and none of them said none of this ha didn't happen. The closest thing, 30 seconds, the closest thing to a dispute we have is the Pharisees when they saw Jesus doing miracles and they didn't say it didn't happen. They said it totally happened, but Jesus was using the power of Satan. So that's the closest thing to a dispute we have is these events and these miraculous signs happened, but it was the devil. So when do you there think you Mark go. Was I believe before 70 AD. Like a lot of people will say like – 50 to 90 AD, right, but yeah, I personally whatever. believe so, it would be, but I personally believe before 70, because it would have had to say something about the destruction of the temple. But Gav, yeah, Gavin, uh, please jump in. I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I think this, this, this yeah, the so amongst got, New Testament to, scholars, it's how, how do you know? And I said, around, because around it's in seven. the Bible. And you kind of, um, you kind of scoffed at that, because I said the information was found in the Bible, like the Bible was Unreliable or something. So, so Mull, to be clear, you're talking about atheist New Testament scholars. No, that's so New Testament. The scholars. consensus <laughs> amongst atheist New Testament yeah. scholars is one thing, and then there's actual New Testament scholars. 
So, you know. If you if you ask Mike Lacona, who's a New Testament scholar and a Christian, he says the consensus is around 70 for Mark. Yeah, I can, so he's, I also, he's also a liberal Christian, which means not Christian at all. I would he just consider a, him an atheist. Yeah, but wait, so, even if even if we accept that, Mole, that's exactly what I said. If it was around 70, then you'd be like, oh, does that mean 70? Well, what, 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 no, well, I mean, it should. I mean, unless you're just you know, here for no reason. No, because, I, mean, I, mean, I can he, grant he, you whatever year you want. It doesn't matter. It's, well, well, it's no, still let's not take your, good evidence. It doesn't matter I, if it was written in five years or a year or a month later. I don't know if matter. you realize you just stepped in it or not, but let's take your example. If, you know, this Kona dude, um, it's like you Lacona, say around yeah, – Okay, whatever. If you say around 70, could that mean 72? Sure. Could that mean 68? Could that mean could that okay, so could that mean 68, 69 and a half? Sure. If it's before Nero, then obviously that's that that that's my case that I'm making, and if it was before then, then that means the same people who saw the events of the cross would be around to see this gospel when it was written and they could say, "No, that never happened. I dispute that." But well, the like fact that years. no I mean, one it's, did. It's over 30 years. That, How old that's are you? That's when it was written. That was when it was written. No, it's not. Mole, there was a pre-Pauline creed that was out very soon yeah, after the creed. resurrection. The creed, is not the, the creed is not the gospel. It's like a mark. Yeah, so what? It's still those an account written, of the... Excuse me, sir. The creed. No, later. it's not written decades later. You need, you need to stop talking so fast. And just listen a bit, please. There's a pre-Pauline creed that was written soon after the resurrection. Now, the exact dating of it is, is difficult, but there's a lot of non-Christian scholars who put, the date, who put the dating of this creed that emerged from the Jerusalem apostolic, apostolic community to no more uh, than two years after the crucifixion, but certainly no more than three years. That's not a lot when you're talking about an event that happened 2,000 years ago. Yeah, it's only an people, people believe a lot of things that are not true, though. Would you agree with that, uh, Kevin? Yes, but no. Mo, would you have, well, Mo, would you have the, the integrity if you were but a little mole when you saw Jesus being crucified and you saw, like, uh, and you grew up, right? Like you're 10, 15, 20, and you grew up and by the way, it's not like when the Gospels are written is the first time they heard these stories. Like these stories were circulated like word of mouth. So you would have like yeah. whenever whenever they decided to write it, the, the people around would have been in, indoctrinated with these stories for like, you know, from the time of the purported event yeah, exactly. all the way. Uh, uh, right. So, so Mo, right. So Mo, if you would have had the integrity of being but a little mole at Christ's crucifixion and then you grew up hearing these stories. Would you have just been like, well, I better keep my mouth shut, or no, I'm going to write against this because they say the sun went dark, and this guy people said he's the son people, of God. Most people couldn't write, Nate. Most people you have told me? Would you have shared the words 2,000 oh. years ago? Could you speak What's that got to do with the sun going dark? Yeah, my point is, would you go, like, you know, sharing the anti-gospel? Like, no, these people are deceiving you. This never happened. No, I, I don't go writing. There's People believe all kinds of stupid stuff right now. I don't go like. Oh no, so you would have true. let just I, everyone perpetuate a lie that you would have been doing a disservice to I, history. I don't have time to go and, and fact check the. You would have been. All you have to do right is take care of sheep. How, how would I do that, Mole? Or Mole? How would I do that, Nate? Things are becoming clear. No, back in the day, you know, you just would have had some sheep to take care of. You said you I'm, I'm, had... a, I'm little Mole. Here, I, all right. So let's. I'm little Mole. I'm illiterate. I can't write. I yeah, you're taking stories. care of the sheep. Yeah, I hear these stories. Right, I'm out there taking care of the sheep. I hear these stories about. Oh, and then man, you turn into twenty year old mole and thirty How am I year old mole. To go and investigate whether that happened or not in the past. No, you you were there. You're at the crucifixion, right? So like, if you're around, okay. like yeah. all of these signs, all of these miracles, right? Where it talks and about I hear, thousands. I hear about. I hear yeah, about like Jesus the stories, right? Yeah, like like Jesus rose feeding from the dead. Mo, you're you're What's losing. The, I don't know I'm not, the question. Tell me the question, uh, Mo. I, I'm, I, I'm, I am. The problem is not me. Let me try again. Okay. I'm not saying you just hear about these stories. I'm saying you experience these purported miracles, right? So you're at the place where they say you're, you're at the crowd where Jesus is preaching the sermon. There's 5,000 like, you know, people being fed from fish from like five fish and like two pieces of bread. Right. And you're like, I'm a little hungry mole. 
and you were there, and you see like this miracle happen right in front of your eyes. There's barrels and barrels and barrels of, em- of empty fish or empty barrels. Now they're full of fish, and you get fed. So if that didn't happen, though, you're like, no, they said thousands of fish came out of us. I saw them unloading a boat. That's how they fed everyone. Or no, they, there was people hungry. They really didn't feed everyone. I was at that event that they're yeah. saying a miracle, and it did not happen. Okay, so I'm there. I see, and I say it didn't happen. And then what? And then would you just like would you just keep it to yourself, or would you feel it's your duty in history to go tell people? Tell everybody. I'm gonna tell everybody. Okay, so if if it didn't happen, and there's lots of little moles around there infesting the hillside, then they would have told everyone, and that would still be a preponderance of messaging today that the Bible would still probably be there, but you would have like a counter Bible, like countering all the claims and say, when Jesus told that leper to rise up and walk, no, he was my buddy, Timmy. I, he was totally running around. He wasn't lame. But so when Jesus told him to walk, it was counterfeit. Like there were, there were so many of these. This, who's writing this, these counter stories? Anyone. It's not like anyway. three people could write. So maybe most people, if you want to say as a literator couldn't write, sure. I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to find the stats, but let's just say a large number of them couldn't read or write. But let's say there's like four who could, right? It's not like there was one wise man per village who could read and write. I mean, there was a a good amount, right? So if most people couldn't, little all the little moles could be like, hey, town scribe, all this stuff, Jesus, like this blind guy, like it was a trick. Like the blind guy stayed blind. He didn't get healed. Like someone needs to know. Like I'm just saying it would be impossible to keep dissenting views out. Unless we go full on. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know that these things, these stories happened. I don't believe that that ever happened. So why don't you my, believe they my, happened? Hold on, Gavin, let me explain. Why? On, I'm, ex, I'm ex, trying to explain. On my view, the story about the fish happening, that never happened. There's no little mole around to see that it didn't happen because it was a story written down by someone else. What, so little mole, what is your you evidence, Mark? What's your evidence? Because I wasn't there because nobody was there. Mo, it was a figment of what Mo, someone wrote. Mo, That's the point. What's your evidence? Your subjective opinion doesn't count for evidence. Sorry. I'm just, I'm just telling, I'm explaining why his, uh, why his thing doesn't go through. I think it goes through really well. I, th- I think you should just... No, I'm not hearing any evidence, Ma. I don't think there was well, a way... I'm not hearing, hearing evidence, Ma. Right, but Mo, what I'm saying is... But what yeah, I'm then. saying is there are so, are so many accounts of these stories that, uh, it, you know, like... And they're all like, in the Bible. Right, they're all written by what, the people... No, I'm, I'm saying... Isn't that amazing? amazing. That this happened. Isn't that amazing? Wait, wait, wait. Mo, I'm saying it's such a prominent place and uh, geography that's being utilized if people come up with this you you can't escape it so that it, it's not like all these events happen in the middle of nowhere and it's like hey guys in topeka kansas this miracle totally happened and be like oh well i wasn't there i can't dispute it this is like saying like in times square or in like you know washington dc on the capitol like some major event happened you know on yeah. the third day of january and it's like oh Okay, well, there were hundreds of thousands of people there, like, all over the place. So, okay, this is the time it was described, like, you know, at this festival, like in the Bible. It'll say, like, at this festival. So everyone is immediately familiar with, oh, okay, at this festival, at this location, in, like, the city square, this happened. There would have been a lot of people who were like, oh, yeah, I was there at that festival at that time for that celebration. Mm -hmm. Nobody else thought about it, did they? Wait, wait, wait. Nobody else thought about it, Nate. Mole. Oh my God, this is so frustrating, Michael. Welcome to Christian Hell. Okay, Mo. So Nate, Nate, no, 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 this <laughs> crazy okay. event, right? But nobody. No, Mo. Look, Mo, you just a confused. Hang on, wait, wait, Gavin, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Mo, I'm being a Steph today. Okay, you're you're down there. Just, I want to help you. If I tell you, Mo, hold on. If I tell you, Mo, in Times Square, um. You know, at, at at the ball drop on New Year's Eve at Times Square, Mo, there uh, there was miraculous healing, and uh, you know, three hundred bl- blind people saw, and two hundred people in wheelchairs got up and ran away, and it was miraculous, and they're all healed. And I start telling people that. How many people around the world are going to say, "Oh, at New Year's twenty twenty four, January first, I was there. I was in Times Square," and and they said, "What happened? Like hundreds of blind and and wheelchair bound people got up and ran around as a miracle of God." <laughs> no, 
be like Lizzo waddled on stage and Anderson Cooper made some gay jokes. Like, I was in Times Square. I could see all around. There was no blind people who could see. There was no wheelchair people who could see. And there's, like, thousands of people, like, tens of thousands of people who were in Times Square. And they're like, I was there when they said this happened. I'm telling you, it never happened. That's what I'm saying. Michael, am I taking crazy pills? Yeah, a little bit. Um, morning, everybody. Um, so Morning. There, so there's, there's a bunch of stuff going on. So, um... The, the, I guess going in a little bit of reverse order, asking someone to demonstrate a null hypothesis is a fool's errand, right? So, so when Gavin says something like, prove it didn't happen, uh, Gavin, prove to me unicorns don't exist, right? You, you, yeah, you can't do, can do right? that, right? Prove do to that me there's no, easily. prove to me there's no black swans. Prove to me there's um, no black Michael, swans. Michael, do you want the black, do you want the, the pink uniforms proven first or the black swans? Which one? Oh, Either one. Either one. Prove okay. they don't exist. Okay. Yeah, I will. no problem. No problem. Sure. Waiting. Um, well, Michael, did you want to... Yeah, yeah, so like there's... Guys, okay, so that's... Like you guys so, are going to so, fight. Did you, oh, you want, oh well, you want me to do it now from my wait, bed? Michael. Hang on, Michael. Before you, Gavin, fight for a little bit, before I run away screaming, the New York sure. City thing, right? The Times Square thing, that's legit, right? If you were there and people started writing Bibles about miracles, you'd be like, no, I was there when they say this event happened. I'm telling you, I was there. This event did not happen. Sure, but by the same token, Nate, just because a bunch of people said something happened, does that mean it did happen? No, um, and no one's making that right, argument. Precisely, precisely. So so th this is where this is where that, um, uh, what Carl Sagan said, right? Extraordinary but you're not claims require the extraordinary, other side of it, Michael. Extraordinary Michael, claims. Gavin, Michael, did the middle by sentence interrupt Michael, the beginning of yours? Michael, the 5,000 people who were fed, none of them said it didn't happen. Have you forgotten about that? No, of course. But Gavin, just because they said it happened, does that mean it happened? Um, because they said it happened, does that mean it happened? Right. Do, yeah. Because they said it happened, does that be, and, and not only that, Gavin, not only that, but you're talking about a story that was written down like eons ago and translated for like every single copy. And this is something that doesn't get talked about a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah Every yeah, single yeah. solitary get copy. Like, I'm trying to, if you'd stop flapping your gums, I'll get to my point. So here's the well, problem. Get, get to it quickly because I've heard it already. I know the oh, yeah, 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 guys, hang on. Yeah, t you got to take turns. Like everyone's been cross talking like crazy, so I'm just gonna start like like dropping whoever does it first. Just everyone chill, or don't have a conversation. Like the uh, constant interruption is is making me want to like beat baby seals. Please don't do that. Um, okay, so th so the problem is, and this is something that doesn't get talked about enough. Every single solitary copy of every Bible we read today is taken from the Latin Vulgate, okay, which was translated from the, the, the Sciaticus and the Vaticanus, which was translated from copies of the Greek manuscripts of the of the, the, the Bible, right? And we have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of copies of those. The problem with those copies is that we have virtually none, zero zilch, that date before the third century. Okay, so these are copies upon copies of translations upon copies of co upon copies of translations. Okay, we don't have any zero zilch firsthand testimony, not one. So the problem is when we look at the story itself. Okay, if we take if, if we take the adage from Carl Sagan, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Then we look at that and we say, is it reasonable to assume that that this that this supernatural thing happened? Right. If you base it upon faith, sure, no problem, fine. Take it all day on faith, okay. But when you're looking at these stories, okay, just because it was written down that it happened doesn't mean that it happened. It does not mean that it didn't happen. But the but the story is not evidence of the event. <clears throat> the story is a repetition of the claim that it happened. Yeah, Michael. I, I mean, Hang on. I don't have a lot of. Well, I, I mean, I don't have a lot of pushback on what you're saying because that's the entire case I'm making, right? Because one, like, I don't know if most are here or not. 
but you know, he was very adamant on the other side. Like, you know, it totally didn't happen. It totally didn't happen. So I was spent this whole time, like making myself go crazy to get back to basically what you just said, um, except now my counterpoints to what you said would be, first of all, it's, I, I don't believe everything's from the Latin Vulgate. There's the Byzantine text and the Alexandrian text. So there are two different uh, original sources. So there's that. So the Latin Vulgate came from one of them. I, I think Alexandrian, I, th I think, I could be wrong, but Byzantine would be the other text. Um, so there's just different areas they came from. So there's that. That's one counterpoint. The other is uh, whenever you say copies of copies of copies, you're, you're kind of making a point against yourself because by saying copies, um, that's what it is. It's facsimiles. It's copies. It's not renditions and reiterations. It is, it is copies. So it doesn't matter if you don't have the original source, which, by the way, the original animal skins and papyra, these things were written on. Um, the surviving copies, some of the codexes, like uh, Sinaiticus and whatever, they are, at least uh, Sinaiticus is on display in like the British Museum somewhere in London. So we do have some actual first edition copies written on the very animal skins. Uh, they look like they're in pretty rough shape. But anyways, so there's that. But even if we had no originals, as long as the copy is truly a copy, and there's so many copies, and none of them differentiate from the others, that it would lead you to believe that, yes, these are all actual, like exact copies of the original because there are so darn many that say exactly the same thing. So we do have surviving, quote, firsthand testimony from the author. The fact that it was, you know, scan what we would call, you know, a screenshot or a scan or a fax today is irrelevant because if the source material is unaltered, well, then that's the same as the original. Okay, we're caught up. Uh, Gavin, to get you in here, you say, I heard you say, oh. Yeah, don't, don't we have the Dead Sea Scrolls, chaps? Don't we have the Dead Sea Scrolls? Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we positively do. And I would refer you to uh, to a, a friend and a, a podcast uh, guest uh, from a few months ago, Kip Davis, who's an expert on the Dead Sea Scrolls. And... He, he's yeah, a, he's a, that's, an, that's a matter of opinion. That's a matter of opinion, Mark. Ah, uh, you interrupted him. Right. So, okay, so, no, it's not an opinion. Okay, when 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 an expert, okay, states something, that's not when just an opinion. Expert. It's not just opinion. Yeah, it's not just opinion. <laughs> well. Yeah, well, he's, he's got his own opinions. He's got his own subjective opinions. Which are not in line with other scholars' subjective opinions. Like? Well, generally, I'd like to agree with you about experts and opinions, but uh, I think that that name has been tarnished in in light of you know what we've seen with people who are quote the experts who have given either willfully ignorant or or actually ignorant um, advice. So I mean, you know, whenever someone says it's an expert, like let's let's scrutinize that a little more to make sure they are truly an expert and um you know not just qualified as an expert but also are able to put aside any bias they might have sorry just give me a second i'm not being quiet on purpose <clears throat> gavin Anything to say? Yes, yes. So look, I, I, I'm agreeing with 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 you, Nate. But um, I just want to focus on the feeding of the five thousand. Nobody said it didn't happen, and um, the, uh, is it, is it Chris, Chris, the Canadian guy, is it Chris? Uh, Chris is going to think. What's the Canadian guy's name? Michael. It's Michael, Gavin. You've, you've Michael, only Michael, Michael. Yeah, sorry. You've only spoken with me a dozen yeah. times, and we've actually debated before. We actually took off, but you know, don't need to remember me. Yeah, thanks for that um, um, irrelevant bit of information. But, you know, we've, we've got two situations where we've got 5,000 people who swear that they were fed, <laughs> and then the other possibility is that there's 5,000 people who who would swear they weren't fed. But there's no reports in the Bible of people complaining they weren't fed, is there? So if you're going to hold your if you're going to hold the Bible as your authority, 
then there's there's nowhere this conversation can go. Because unfortunately the Bible is not a reliable source of information. Why because is the Bible's that? not because the Bible is not a reliable source of information. What's the evidence says, what's the evidence for that, Michael? What's the evidence the Bible is not a reliable source of information? Uh, the events described in Genesis one, which we know categorically are not even possible to happen. Are you talking about the creation event? Yes. It's not even possible. Yeah. It's not even possible. Well, it's yeah, not hey, even Michael, possible. Michael, Michael, just control yourself. I know you're excited. But see, here's the thing about the creation story in, in Genesis. The Bible is not a science book. It's not a biology book. It's a religious book. And Moses was writing to an audience around, say, let's just round it off and say about 1500 B.C., He's writing to an, uh, an audience of Israelites, and they would have understood exactly what Moses was saying when he was writing about how God created the world. Did God actually literally create the world like it says in the Bible? I find that to be highly unlikely because I'm, I'm not a young earth creationist, but um it's, got, it's important to realize the Bible's not a science book, never claims to be. And that's the problem with most atheists today. They look at the Bible and they view it like a science book or a legal brief, and any jot, any tittle that is not there or, or is slightly wrong, you jump all over it like white on rice and, aha, you've disproved the Bible. And Christianity, but we've been waiting uh -huh. two thousand years for someone to say that and show good evidence of that, and it hasn't happened yet. So we're still waiting, Michael. So what's interesting is what you said. You you maybe you've had encountered some atheists who look at uh, the Bible as a science book. I don't. It's a story, um, and the best evidence that the Bible isn't true and the stories within it aren't true, is the book itself. It says things that do not comport with reality. And if, and if you don't think that, um, that, that it is, as the Bible says, right, six days or, or so uh, creation, then what I would suggest you do is the next time uh, Donnie from Standing for Truth is hosting Ken Hoven, I suggest oh, you get Donnie on there. Standing for Truth. Yeah, I, no, I suggest. Yeah. Now, I here's suggest, the thing. Here's the thing. I suggest. Uh, I was Michael. almost done. I was almost no, done. No, no, you were done, Michael. No, you were I'm done. not. When you're, when you're introducing people like Donnie no, from SFT, you are no. done. No, so, I'm, like I'm I said, just not going to let you speak. Most Nate, you're going to have to kick one of us or both Most Christians. Most I'm just Christians. not going to stop. Gonna, actually, I actually think I'm going to go. I have to go somewhere. That's probably um, for the best. Yeah. Nate, always good to chat most with you. Christians, Gavin, you're a dude. Most Christians, I, Michael. Yeah, I think we beat this thing as much as we can. I can't even talk. All right, everyone, see you later. Have an awesome day. Bye. Okay, see ya.